Hi, I'm Taylor. I'm Tressa. And, and we, we are, are not amused. amused. Today, we are going to talk about, um, and then there were none, the play by Agatha Christie. Yeah, specifically, the one we saw live. Yeah. In person at Theater Lawrence. Thanks, Theater Lawrence. Thanks, Theater Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just like the tiniest bit of, bit of background on this. After we talk about our tea. <laughs> I'm glad you got that silent signal from me. Like, the tea, the tea. I forgot. That's okay. sitting here not recording for so long. I, I know. I need to dive in. It was a long sound check today, everybody. <laughs> it's been a minute, I feel like, since we've recorded. It's been so like a month. I feel like we have to kind of get back in the swing of it every time. Yeah. So apologies in advance. All right. Um, Do you want to talk about your tea first? Yeah, I mean, mine's nothing new, so obviously I should just go first, because it's kind of boring. I'm drinking the decaf Naughty Vicar tea, which I've had before on this podcast. And actually, maybe I've only had the de- like the regular Naughty Vicar, not the decaf. I couldn't tell you, because <laughs> I didn't think to look, so. That's okay. It's fine. But I have definitely had this tea on the mm-hmm. podcast before. So anyway, it just seemed like a fit <laughs> with the story because it's a murder mystery and it's called Naughty Vicar. There are no vicars in the story to be clear. Okay. He is, <laughs> he is naughty. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> like I need to stop her. She'll just keep talking. Oh God. <laughs> Taylor didn't get that silent signal. Cut me off. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I did okay. try. Anyway, Taylor, what are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking a new tea to me. Mm. And Tressa hasn't had it either because Mm-mm. it's hers and it was not opened yet. So this is, um, it's called Organic Gunpowder Green. So it's a green tea, but gunpowder, that has to do with her play. More so than mine. Look at us trying to There's be actually a gun in the play. So yours, <laughs> yours is a little more. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like you have a ton of Agatha Christie-based teas. No, so. but I bet there are some out there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this says the leaves of this famous Chinese green tea are rolled into shapes that resemble gunpowder. It produces a bolder flavor than most green teas. Ooh. Okay. It's... Do you like green tea? Um, it depends. Ooh. Over, like, doing the advent calendars I had, um, the two different tea ones I had, I got quite a few green teas. Uh-huh. And I liked a lot of them. I didn't like all of them. <laughs> so we'll see. All right. At the end of this, although I yeah. feel like it's probably cold by now, so I probably won't like it anyway. It's okay. <laughs> My tea is not cold. No. I mean, it's not hot, but no. it's not cold. <laughs> and they were brewed at the same time, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a bit oh. of background. Yes. So, and then there were none. Is a 1940s. <laughs> A 
you sure you got it? You want to take this section? I was going, and then you started laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I was just looking at you. (laughs) Oh, no. This is just based, this is just from a Wikipedia article. (laughs) It's a 1943 play by Agatha Christie, obviously, who also wrote the book, and then there were none, in 1939. Um... It was originally, I mean, the book and play are both based off of the original title. That was Ten, ten Little N-Words. Ten, yeah. yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, no, nope, um, <laughs> nope, it's not pleasant, no. <laughs> right. Um, and it was also performed under the name Ten Little Indians before... They changed it again. They got to, and then there were none. Yep. Yeah, so the... <laughs> Original title, I guess, was based off of... <laughs> I looked into it because I was like, excuse me? <laughs> um, when when my mom was a drama teacher, uh, she did Ten Little Indians. So she did this play um, with her high school students, but it was like back in the 90s, and it was called Ten Little Indians at that point. But, you yeah. know, we got to the point where we were like, that is also offensive, actually. Let's not. So yeah. they changed it again. Um but the actual original title, I was curious as to why the heck it was called that. <laughs> Especially since, like, after having seen the show, I was like, that is, those are all, like, white British people. What's happening? Right. You know? So, I guess, originally, the story took place on Inward Island. Oh. Yeah. And the, and I was like, huh, why did they call it that? There weren't any, like people who were native to that island or area that it was supposedly based in that were black as far as we know mm-hmm. uh, or or indian for that matter black or brown you know white people couldn't tell back then anyway right. so i was like what the hell you know like why mm-hmm. but it it turns out i thought maybe it was a last name or something like i was hoping but no. It turns out the coral around this island, you know what coral kind of looks like. Yeah. They f- felt like it looked like black people hair. Hmm. So that's why the island got its name. Wow. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. So it is a real island, and it now is officially unnamed. They never actually renamed it anything. They just were like, meh, we're not keeping that name. Hmm. So, anyway... <laughs> Now you know. Yeah. It's incredibly strange and offensive and mm-hmm. a lot. So that's yeah. unfortunately the not so great origin of this story. Mm-hmm. So. So in that version, it was called Inward Island. In this version that we saw, it was called Soldier, Soldier. Island because they changed it to Ten Little Soldiers, mm-hmm. the story or like the poem. Yeah, because I think it's Ten Little Indians Yeah, um, so it, in the second version, and it's Indian Island. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. I th- but I don't know, actually. I didn't look that up. But I think okay. that it just, like, came with the change, you know? Mm-hmm. So why did it... I wonder how she got to, and then there were none, versus just changing it to... Well, I guess it was a... I don't know if it was her. Mystery, yeah. I was going to say... She might have been dead by... Calling it, like, <laughs> Ten Little Soldiers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do kind of like it, and then there were none. I mean, it is well, kind of fitting. Like It's mysterious. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, it fits. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. So, yeah, we saw this at Theater Lawrence last weekend. I go to a lot of their shows with my parents. Uh, Tress has been to a few. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't want to go to the show. So. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Taylor's parents. <laughs> Um, but you went to this one on, I mean, kind of on your own. Yeah, I wanted to, I ended up in Lawrence anyway, and I had a good friend in it, so I wanted to see it, and I, I knew about this play, because obviously, like I said, my mom was a drama teacher, she did this show, and I think she said it was one of the first shows that she did, like, when I was born, like, after I was born, Mm -hmm. um, with the high school kids, so... Yeah, she still had the copy of the script, and I know I had it at some point and read it, but I didn't remember anything with, like, what happened, like, who survived or who was behind it, so I was kind of going into it like I I couldn't remember much of the plot, Yeah, which is fun. I prefer that anyway. (laughs) I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Okay. So. That's exciting. Have you ever read any Agatha Christie? Yeah, um, I can't remember what it was called, but I have. And then, you know, I've seen the very obvious true story of Agatha Christie and the Doctor. Oh, and the little wasp? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. You want to know what's sad? That is probably the closest I come to having any familiarity <laughs> with her. So you have not read any of her books? Yeah. I haven't. And I've heard, like, all good things, too. Like, they're very good. But here we are. Well, maybe that's going to be something we do later on. Yeah. We'll read Agatha Christie book and talk about it. Hopefully, like, just minus any racism. Yay. Well, yeah, yeah, hopefully. But, you know, they were written in the 30s, so. This, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> um. So, quick overview, I guess, of the show, if people are not familiar with it. Yeah. Um, ten people are on this island. Eight of them, I guess technically nine, I was going to say eight of them have been invited by, um, this person. I forgot their name. Uh, I knew I should have taken notes right after the show and I didn't. Uh, Owens, Mr. Owens, Owens, Mr. and Mrs. Owens. The couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the people, which is why I said maybe technically nine, is like their assistant. She's there, um, thinking she's going to meet them there, and then they don't show up. So, eight or nine people. Wait, is that right? Well, but no. then two people were already there. Seven, yeah. I did the... my math wrong. It's fine. <laughs> so, the two people that were already there were, like, the butler and maid, house, cook. housekeeper yeah. cook, that were a married couple. And so mm-hmm. they were sent to the island before everybody else to prep the house. Yep. Mr. and Mrs. Rogers. Yep. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot their names, too. That's well, why we have our handy-dandy yeah. playbills with us, so we know what the heck is... <laughs> we know who people are. <laughs> yep. And then there's... There are seven people invited to the island, and then the assistant, Vera Claythorne. What a name. Yeah. Let me tell you. Um, and basically, they're all there. It's not until a little bit later that they realize maybe they don't know who this Mr. Owens is. And 
um, slowly people are being murdered. Mm-hmm. And they have to figure out who's behind it. And first to go... Should we... Hmm. <laughs> hey, spoiler alert. Yeah, okay, we're talking about the show, so yeah. you're going to learn who died, and you're going to learn the, the big reveal and everything, so... Yeah. Yep. But another spoiler alert that I was going to tell you about. Um, the book ends differently than the play. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, I randomly saw friends at the show. I didn't know I was going to see anyone there I knew. Um, but they were talking after with me while we were waiting for my other friend who was in the show to come out and say hi. Uh, we were talking about the book and um, they said... They were talking about the ending of the book and how it was completely different. And I was like, oh, it's not the judge, yeah. you know, at the end who set up the whole thing. And they said, nope. And I was like, who was it? And they wouldn't tell me. Oh, they were like, like, read the book. I was okay. like, oh. well, I guess that's what we're going to be doing then. And you know what? I was I was kind of not mad about it. I was like, yeah. I, I do actually. Now I just want to find out for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I would kind of like to read it and see. So I wonder if it's the same premise of, like, someone fakes their own death. Yeah, I don't know. I I have no idea, like, what all they rewrote, but maybe it was just easier, like, in a stage play to portray mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because it's very dramatic, right. <laughs> you know. But, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really curious now, like, who out of these characters was the original culprit, because the book came first. Uh-huh. So... I guess in all, they changed it for the play. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, when I was kind of looking over the the playbill before the show started, I thought they gave it away in listing the cast as to, like, who the murderer was because oh. there's someone who's double cast. Oh, yeah. It's the first person on the cast list. Yeah. There's yeah. one guy who plays Fred Narcot and Anthony Marston. Right. Okay. And so I was like, oh, well... Well, there you go. He was just, like, <laughs> pretending to be one person and... Oh. Or, like, pretending to be two people. Or he is one person pretending to be someone else, you know, and he's the one behind it. And then he reveals later on, like, bah, I'm actually this person. And then... That's fair. <laughs> he was the first one to die as well. Um, I thought maybe he faked his own death, though. Like, I wasn't trusting anything. See, I didn't go into it thinking they would fake their death deaths like anyone would fake their death so when he died i was like oh yes maybe i'm wrong <laughs> and they just used him for two characters because the one i mean actually neither of them were that big no you know they were really no. in the very beginning of the show and that was about it right kind of a bummer yeah which is kind of crazy because i was talking with my dad and stepmom about it and they didn't realize that that kid played the same, or, like, played two different characters. Oh, like, the boat. Not the... He's, like, the I'm guy who... say he, the luggage guy. There's he, a name for that. <laughs> the guy who... He's the one who drives the boat in mm-hmm. to, like, get their groceries and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I guess I was thinking Bellboy, because he, like, carried their <laughs> luggage in. <laughs> but he, like, he actually thing. drives the boat? I think so. Okay. Because that's who they were waiting on to come... Oh, pick the them next up. Day. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they didn't realize it was the same person. Oh. And my stepmom wasn't such a fan 
of the 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 rich guy um in the argyle sweater um, the one who dies first oh the him yeah she yeah. wasn't a, a big fan of him and then i was like well it was the same actor who played the guy who like drives the boat in to like get their groceries and everything and she was like oh really because i thought he was really good so i was like well that (laughs) says something you know that he could play two separate characters so differently that yeah and you didn't know it was him yeah so actually he is a good actor yeah (laughs) that's funny so he dies dies. um from poison right asphyxiation so he's the first one to go i had it in my head it was the maid She's second. Housekeeper. Okay. Okay, she's the second one to go. So the first guy, it's poison in his drink. Arsenic, right? I think they, like, sniff it. Well, then how does she die? I thought she was poison in her tea. (laughs) Uh, Crap. This is why we saw we this a week ago, people. Cooked. We should have taken notes that night. We, notes. we were like, we're not going to talk about it to each other. We have to wait for the podcast. I swear. Yeah, we were we were trying to save all our thoughts. Okay, we were trying to do it right. And how about I do this? I, I will pull up the ooh. poem it's about. Oh yeah, because that it just says how they die. Ooh, we can that can guide us through the rest of the discussion. Yeah, love it. All right, so ten little soldier boys went out to dine. One choked his little self, and then there were nine. So if, if, if what is that called? Asphyxiation? Yeah, <laughs> that's how the first guy died. But I remember him, like, convulsing on the floor. Yeah. I, I really think that then they sniffed his, like, bourbon Oh, that's right. They did and say And they were, was... like, arsenic. Yeah, because they were all freaked because they were all drinking it. Okay. So the so, next... Yeah. The next person to die was Mrs. Rogers. Yep, the housekeeper. And she died... What what was her part of the poem? Nine little soldier boys sat up very late. One overslept himself, and then there were eight. Oh, she just died in her sleep. Okay, but... I know. I don't remember what... (laughs) I don't remember what, like, led to her... Wasn't it her heart? Because, like, she had a fright earlier when the voice came over. You know, those weak women. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's another, so, I feel like we're not doing a very good job with this. <laughs> so before anyone dies, they're all there, mm-hmm. sitting around chit-chatting, and then this voice comes over. Right. Yeah. And basically calls each person out for some form of murder that yep. they're being blamed for. Yep. Um... And that's what gave Mrs. Rogers a fright. Oh, supposedly. yeah. Because she was accused of being responsible for a murder. Yeah. Fair. Of her former employer. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband. So. And then the guy dies of arsenic. And then she dies of heart troubles. <laughs> and then the next one to die was... Maybe read the poem and it'll spark a memory for us. <laughs> Eight little soldier boys traveling in Devon. One said he'd stay there and then there were seven. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was that person. Nope, don't remember. <laughs> and all none of their names help me when I look at this list. I'm like, who? So, the next one to die was 
Sir, Sir Lawrence. Lawrence Wargrave, who was starting to lose his mind. Yeah, I thought he I was going to murder <laughs> He was going to snap. Vera. Yeah, it was really strange. That energy was in the scene mm-hmm. between them. It was like, what is going on? Like, it, I thought he would... I was afraid it was going to get, like, weirdly, like, he was hitting on her or something, and he was being, like, a perv. Creepy, but he was just... It was just weird. Yeah, so his whole thing is, like, um, his wife, I guess, had an affair. Mm Mm-hmm. And he sent her lover, like, into a battle... Into war, ...that he knew he wouldn't survive or something. And so that's, like, the murder he was accused of. Right. And then later on, his wife dies, I guess. I feel like all the quote-unquote murders are more like, you are in a roundabout way responsible for this person's death. Yeah. That's... Mm -hmm. Nobody actually murdered anybody Mm -mm. in this situation. Nobody in this house, so... No. Well, I mean, I, I guess... At the... No. Yeah, they don't die in the end, so... I mean, technically, in this house, someone is murdering all of these people. <laughs> That's true. I mean, yeah. Murders are taking place. Yep. <laughs> but nobody in this house committed murder except the Until they guy behind this. it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I took it as he thought she, Vera, was his wife. Because earlier, yeah, he, like, confused her. Yeah, it was like he was having delusions. Her. Yeah, confused uh-huh. her for his wife, and she was like, ah, no. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, and then they were by themselves. Yeah. And he was getting, like, really angry. And I yeah. thought it was like he sees her as his wife. And now he's pissed about her cheating. Yeah. And now he's going to beat her with his cane. That's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> it was getting a little weird. It didn't. And then he went outside. And then he was stabbed in the back. And then he was dead. Yep. Um, Bye. Pretty much. Pretty much. All of the murders took place off stage. Like, all of the more, what would be gruesome ones. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy died from poison on stage. He did a pretty good job at that, too. I mean, he was, yeah. like, shaking, like, convulsing. convulsing. Yeah, it was like he was having a seizure or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, this is not easy to watch. <laughs> yeah. The one person who we haven't gotten to yet died, but they were, like, went to sleep on the couch and then were dead. Um, someone was shot on stage. In Actually, two people were shot on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, one in the dark, one not in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I think those are all that take place. Yeah, that we where see where we see them. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. I mean, for like a show that's literally about murder and nine, no, seven. Eight. How many people die? Eight. Eight people dying. It's not very gruesome, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So then we got. What? Four people dead? Yep. <laughs> so number six. Six little soldier boys. No, I'm sorry. We're on seven. Seven little soldier boys chopping up sticks. One chopped himself in half and then there were six. Yep. So, so that was... Sorry. No, <laughs> that was the butler. That was the husband. The it's grieving the husband. And somebody finds him in the kitchen, I think. Maybe not the kitchen. He's going to get, I think, more wood for the fire. Okay. Yeah, he's outside and somebody finds him with the axe and chops him down instead. Yep. So, yikes. Awful way to go. Yeah. That's for sure. And I think by this point, they're like, it's one of us. 
doing this. It's mm-hmm. not like Mr. Owens, yeah, whoever and it's, he is. It's what's his nuts. Philip Lombard. I feel like he's the one that's like, it's one of us. It's one of us. Mm-hmm. So, I now. feel like we forgot to say what the first guy was accused of. If we care that much. The first guy who died? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You don't care. I don't remember. Oh, he, he fast cars were his thing, remember? And he, oh, like, right. ran over some kids or something. It was an accident. Yeah, that was an accident, but that was probably the closest to murder. I mean, that's manslaughter. You would, yeah. you would go to jail for that today. Mr. Rogers is dead. Mr. Rogers is dead. It's a lovely day in the neighborhood. (laughs) Yikes. So now they're all, you know, they know it's one of them. And now they're just like, okay, we should all just stay together. No one can leave the rooms, whatever. We'll just wait till morning for the boat to come. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the night, (laughs) more people die. Bumps in the night. Um, so, six little soldier boys playing with a hive, a bumblebee stung one, and then there were five. I remember that one distinctly for some reason. That was the mean, old, awful lady. Yeah. Um, Emily Brent. Emily Brent, yep. She, I loved that actress. I just, I mean, I know we'll probably, we'll talk about Mm -hmm. that specifically, but I just loved her. She really... She played a mean old lady very well. She did. She did. She kind of like her scenes, like when she would speak, she would like steal the show. Yeah. But yeah, she did a great job. So she apparently died of, she was allergic to bees or something and. It was a hypothermic needle. Hypothermic needle. Stuck into her. Okay. And it killed her. There you go. Dead. Somehow stuck into her at some point. Well, okay, so once we find out who did it, I was like, oh, I saw. I could see when he did that. Really? I couldn't yeah. think back to the movement on stage to place him. I know what's her nuts, like, tucked her in. But yeah. I was like, that's too easy. Like, they probably threw that in there, her tucking her in, just so you would suspect Vera. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess we already said who did it. The judge. Yeah. So, go. <laughs> um, she sat on the couch and dropped her bag, and the judge picked it up. Um after she'd fallen asleep and put it under her pillow. So it was probably then that he did it. Oh, okay. Like, obviously he didn't do it on stage. Because <laughs> everyone would have seen that and been like, wait a second. Why did he, he just, just stab her? her. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like... I suspect him. <laughs> <laughs> he just stabbed her. I think it was him. Excuse me. Um, I got your killer. <laughs> that's when I think it would have been, like, done. Was when he put the purse under her pillow. Okay. I I missed that part. Um okay. So we're five little soldier boys going in for law. One got in chancery and then there were four. Oh chancery. So, I know what that means. Oh okay great. No, I don't. So I was talking about this with Dad <laughs> Barbara because I was like, okay, so when the judge died, what was the poem part for that? Oh yeah. And oh. they couldn't we couldn't remember. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's the only one that doesn't rhyme. <gasps> really? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That's and then weird. I did look up what chancery m- meant and uh-huh. I don't remember. Oh. <sighs> I'll look it up. It's again. okay because technology lets us look it up right now. 
Chancery, a court of equity, an oh. office attached to an embassy or consulate. What, what? Can you read the poem again? I'm so sorry. Um, I can in a moment because I have to look it up again. They should have put it in the Here. program. I'm surprised. Here we go. In chancery means in litigation in a court of chancery also. Under the superintendence of the Lord Chancellor, a ward in Chancery. In a hopeless predicament. Mm. So, this one doesn't make a lot of sense to me. What? Yeah, what, what's the poem say? So, the poem says, five little soldier boys going in for law, one got in Chancery, and then there were four. Huh. So, I remember this taking place in the play, because okay. who do we have at this point? We have the judge, the assistant Vera... The doctor, the guy, Philip. Mm-hmm. The flirt. And um, your friend. Yeah. Whatever. The, the cop. Um, yeah, who gave a fake name at the beginning. Davis. That's all I remember. Davis. <laughs> Davis. Nice oh. to meet you. William Bloor. It's funny that they don't list him as Davis. Yeah. Is it because they reveal that that's not actually his name? Yeah, quickly? Also, it was for like two seconds also. Yeah. I mean, we found out pretty darn soon. Yeah. That wasn't him. <laughs> Davis. William um, Bloor. So, yeah. Those are the five we have. Okay. And they read this poem. And then Vera's like, oh, so that's why you're sitting there to the judge who was sitting in the chair. And I was like, what does enchancery mean? Because what does it matter where he's sitting? Like, I'm very confused. Does, what's it, does it mean sitting down? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? Oh, that's why you're sitting there. It's not even like he's in a spot. That he has, like, a wall behind him or something. He's sitting the way they have it set up with his back to the door. In, yeah, you like, can the literally, of anyone the can walk in. Yeah. So I was like, is it because he's, like, in the middle of everyone? And he's the judge? And it's law-related? I didn't get that one. Okay. I don't get it either. I'd, I'd probably have to see it again to really, like, understand. Yeah. Like, put that line in more context, but I don't know why. Right. Like, why the... That chair. I remember where he was sitting when he was killed, so I know the chair you're talking about, and yeah. I'm not sure what the connection is. So, anyway, that's that one. The he judge gets is, shot. Yep, yeah, he gets shot in, in the, the dark. dark. Which was hilarious. I knew there were three gunshots. I knew there were three gunshots in the play. Oh. You, because yeah. my co-worker's husband was in the play. Oh. So we talked about it. Yeah. Um... And she told me. And oh, I was like... Oh, I definitely cool. jumped. I was not ready. <laughs> well, also where I was sitting, I could tell someone came out and lifted their arm up. And I was oh. like, oh, this is going to be a gunshot. <laughs> Lucky you, because it was loud. Everyone well, in my section jumped. that's why you should have sat with us, Tressa. <laughs> I had a way better view. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but did you? Because we saw the purse. We knew when the gunshot was going to be. <laughs> I saw Vera tuck her in. I saw that. <laughs> anyway... Um, but yeah, the gunshot went off and like half the people in the audience were like, oh, oh. yeah, we definitely all jumped except you, except me. (laughs) You were prepared. I was prepared. I wish my coworker had told me it was in the second half of the play because like the whole time, because I didn't know it was like a mystery thing of people dying strangely. Hmm. So I was just like waiting for someone to pop out on stage and shoot. So Uh Anyway, especially once they, you know, established the fact that Philip had a gun, which was done in the yes. first act. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's going to come into play real soon. 
and then it didn't for a little bit. But yes, the judge is shot. The lights have gone out. People are not in the room. Vera's like having a breakdown. And so she runs out and then she screams. And then the guys run after her and there's mass confusion. And the judge is in the room and he sees someone come in and he says, who's there? And then gotten shot. And then they all come back in and they find him dead with a shower curtain around his shoulders. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on there. Or the mop on his head. <laughs> to make him more look more like a judge. Oh. Was all I could think oh, of. Oh, judge's robes. Yeah, okay. So, so now the judge is dead. So now we have the doctor, Philip, the cop, and Vera. Mm-hmm. I can only remember so many people's names. <laughs> You're getting the point across. <laughs> Four little soldier boys going out to see a red herring swallowed one, and then there were three. I thought this was a... I remember hearing red herring and being like, oh, what's that mean? So it was um, Bloor, right? Kristoff's character. It was the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember which one. I thought that there was like something in that red herring, though, Mm -hmm. that I was like, well, so did they. Like, they thought he wasn't really dead. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's the red herring. Mm Mm-hmm. But then part of me, I remember that was the point where I started to suspect Vera, actually, because of, I don't, I, I wish I could remember the reason I should have written it down, but it was like, it was something about the red herring part. And I was like, no, she just wants you to think he's faking his death, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Mm, uh, that's, so did you, did you think that's who did it? We can just talk about that really quick. Oh God, I went through a lot of people, but I honestly thought it was what's his nuts most of the time. Um, Philip Lombard. Because he just talked so much. Yeah. It just reminded me of uh, those criminals that just keep Mm -hmm. talking and talking and talking. But then reflecting back on the play, when I thought about it, I was like, the judge talked about, talked through the mystery with everyone else almost just as much. Yeah. He was the one he kept bouncing ideas off of, so Mm -hmm. it was like, okay. I, um... At first, thought it was going to be Philip, like, in the very beginning, but only because my coworker was like, oh, he plays Philip, whatever his last name is, like, you'll know who it is. And I was like, oh, oh did she just, like, quote, unquote, tell me uh-huh. that he was the bad guy? Um, but then after a while, I felt like they were setting it up too much to make him seem like Mm -hmm. he was the one who did it, like, because of how much he talked and because he, like, admitted to his murders, basically, Uh in the beginning. And then later, at the end, when it's just him and one other person, he's like, no, I didn't. This is what actually happened or whatever. Um, so I just felt like they're making that too, they're making him too obvious. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's him. I thought it was Vera. Yeah. From when... Um, Sir Lawrence, whatever, died. Yeah. The, yep, the older guy. Mm-hmm. Because. his wife. Yeah. Because he was stabbed in the back. And when they find him, she moves around onto the stage to come over to, like, the side I was sitting on. Mm-hmm. She's staying away from everyone just with this, like, one eyebrow raised cocky look. And I was like. Weird. That's a weird reaction, especially because she's been the one who's been, like, so freaked out every time someone's been murdered. Right. So I thought at that point she did it. And then I kind of felt like everything that was happening was, like, backing it up. Like, she tucked in the old lady. And then she, like, has her meltdown. 
and runs out of the room, screams and gets everyone else to run out of the room, and then the right. judge dies. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like it could be her. Also, are we supposed to see the judge, like, get shot? Like, you saw someone in the dark yeah. shooting him. Yeah. Well, what should have been my tip off is when the person in the dark who shot him came out and shot him, I was like, that doesn't look like anybody who's been in the place. Got it. Okay. So it is supposed to be like pitch black. Yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to see who it is. You're not supposed to see that it's, that it is somebody shooting him because in reality, so the judge faked his own death, right? So what does he do? He probably has the gun and he shoots it in the air. He, so this is, this is what I didn't catch in. I was talking to dad and Barbara about this. He's working with the doctor at that point. What? Um, they're working together to try and figure out who it is. So they're like, we'll fake our death. And then we'll be able to like watch what's going on. Wait, hold on. <laughs> when the fuck was that revealed that they were working together? When the judge is giving his speech at the end. Shit. I completely missed that. I did too. What the f- But he's the one who pushes the doctor off the cliff. Right. I did not put two and two together. So the doctor was the one that supposedly shot the mm-hmm. judge to fake the judge's death. Mm-hmm. And then the judge went and killed him. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Which is the red herring. Oh. <laughs> so says me so. Was that it, honey? Hey, baby. I mean, at least that's how I think it is. The red herring. Sure. Mm-hmm. The judge faked his death. And then push the doctor. Off well, the and and at the time I didn't know the judge had faked his death, but I right. thought that the doctor having possibly faked his death, I thought it was more like I was convinced the doctor was dead, and I thought because it was Vera who said, "I think he faked his death," that I was mm-hmm. like, "I bet you fucking do, Vera. Like, I bet <laughs> you're gonna say that to everyone because you yeah. want everyone to not suspect you." Right. So, and if you look at this, a red herring swallowed one, and then there were three. With the four little soldier boys going out to see a red herring swallowed one. Going out to and see. And then there were three. So that could be interpreted as in like a red herring or the sea swallowed the doctor when he right. was pushed over the cliff. Or a red herring swallowed one as in the judge who just faked his own death. True. Pushes him over the red herring to throw you off. Yeah. You can look at it a bunch of different ways. I don't or know, we're just who, making shit up. Whoever wrote, I mean... <laughs> Or we're looking into it way too much. But right. honestly, like, whoever wrote the play, or the, well, the play, too, but the poem is pretty clever, except for the not the one non-rhyming line. I'm like, okay. Which, I mean, we'll have to go into it more. We'll have to, like, I mean, we don't have to, but I'm curious as to, like, watching a movie version, reading the book, uh-huh. and seeing if the person who get dies on the Four Little Soldier Boys, the uh-huh. one that doesn't rhyme, if that's always the one. The culprit. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, it's five little soldier boys. And then there were four. Um, if that's always the culprit. Yeah. Whoever dies at that point. Me too. Because it's the only one that doesn't rhyme. Right. Interesting. All right. Three little soldier boys walking in the zoo. A big bear hugged one. And then there were two. <laughs> that was funny. I remember this moment in the play after they read that. And I think it was, it was Kristoff. Yeah. He was standing. So, sorry, William Bloor. He was standing at that moment by the mantle with the ten little soldiers, and he was standing on a bear rug. Yeah. And he, like, ever so gently <laughs> stepped widely off of the rug. <laughs> no, that was, a, that was a good moment. That was funny. I actually did, like, laugh at that yeah. part. Yeah, he played that off very well. Yeah. So, 
I don't know what that actually means, though, with his death, because what happened was he went outside and on the balcony ended up, like, tripping or something. He, there was a tripwire. Yeah, tripwire. pulled down a giant bear statue. Oh, a bear statue. Okay. Come on, Tressa. <laughs> I can't remember all these deaths. A whole bear statue. There's, like, ten people. <laughs> um, That bear rug was a red herring by itself, okay? That's true. Excuse me. <laughs> So, yeah, a bear statue basically crushed him. But you don't see that happen. No, no. Yeah. We only have, at this point, there's only one more on stage death that happens. So, then we're down to Vera and Philip. The original couple. Yeah. So, besides the the two people that were, like, the two, the married couple. Yeah, the Rogers. They were the first people to show up. On mm-hmm. the island, so then we're left with the original two. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now they're like, oh, well, it's you. Oh, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally, they're going to suspect each other now. Right. Uh, but it's neither of them. <laughs> oh, psych. Whoop. Well, it was funny when it got down to the two of them, because I was kind of like, hmm. I mean, I, I suspected Vera for a little bit, but, like, when it got down to the two of them, I was like, is it going to be that simple? Like... It's actually one of them too, right? I was kind of like, I don't know. I'm, I was, I was not convinced, but I, and I wasn't really sure who to suspect. I was like, where's the doctor? Maybe he's actually not, you know. Mm-hmm. But like the people that poison themselves too. Like at that point, I was still like, maybe the it's the original guy, like the first guy that died. I was like, maybe he faked being poisoned. Yeah, at this point, I was so. kind of waiting for his other character. Who oh. is the the <laughs> boat fair. guy who this boat they're all waiting on? Mm-hmm. I was waiting for him to come out and be like, "It was me oh, the whole time." Um, so this this one is two little soldier boys sitting in the sun. One got frizzled up, and what? then there was one. But these last two lines don't they don't matter? I guess not. Um, because. These two, you know, neither of them are the killer, and then the judge. It's like, what is frizzled up, though? Okay, but his plan for the two of them, though, the plan was to have one of them shoot the other, obviously, and then he was going to hang the last person. Yeah. So frizzled up, I guess, would would maybe be shot? I mean, I don't think at this point it, it, I don't think it goes anymore. What was the last one? The very, very last part of the poem? Yeah. One little soldier boy left all alone. He went and hanged himself, there. and then there were none. <gasps> that doesn't rhyme. Uh, no, but it's the name of the show. <laughs> uh, alone. Known. <laughs> then there were known. We're stretching um, it. We're really stretching that one. Yeah, I don't know, because they weren't sitting in the sun. One got frizzled up, and then there were... But, you know, I don't know. The, when they did the bee sting, I was like, well, she got stung by a bee. No one mentioned a bee being around. Yeah. You know, and then they were like, it was a needle. Like, oh, okay. Okay. I know. It's a little. All right. So, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that point. I was like, when does the judge just reveal himself? I don't remember. But, yeah, it's after. So, Philip has his gun. He's pointing at her. Whatever. She faints. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote. He catches her. She takes the gun. She shoots him. Gets the gun unconvincingly, like, gets the gun. Right. I was like, all right. He could have easily held that move <laughs> off, but 
<laughs> We're going to pretend like an ex-soldier was... Okay, cool. <laughs> she gets the gun somehow. Yep. And then decides to shoot him. But she has bad aim. Yeah. <laughs> we so think he's dead. You think he's or dead. dying. Um, and then the judge comes out and he's like... I don't know. He's just crazy. He's like monologuing, like classic uh-huh. villain monologuing. Well, I, this is my dastardly plan, and bin, 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 I will triumph in the court of justice and not in the court of law. Blah, so, blah. yeah, what was his whole thing? That his whole life he was executing the law, and now he wants to execute, in his terms, justice? Well, because he felt like everybody who was invited to that island, he was like, you all are guilty of killing people, in his brain. Yeah. And he was like, but the law can't touch you. Like, me as a judge, I cannot convict you of anything. But in the law, the court of his mind, they were guilty. So and he was going to find a way for them to pay for their crime. Anyway. Outside yeah. of the law. Because How did he find these people? Because it's not like they all knew each other. I think he probably knew about their court cases because, the, like, the first guy, for example, he had... And he was driving and killed two people. He had to appear before court, I'm sure, for something. And then, like, you know, war crimes maybe with the other, the two guys who, you know, involved war. Mm-hmm. And then Vera with the little kid. I'm sure the police had to do an investigation on the kid. I don't know. But the... the teenage mother oh, and yeah. the old lady like yeah. yeah i mean unfortunately in that day and age i feel like that's one of those cases that the police would just like be like we what what do you want us to do about yeah. this like girl who died what yeah what do you want us to do so i don't know somehow he knew about this and somehow he got them all out there by writing making up i'm trying to figure person. out what they were supposed to be looking forward to that weekend like a party a p- is what I got, just like a, a weekend getaway, you I know? I think we've all learned to not accept those well, mysterious invitations to 30s. an island. Okay. <laughs> and he used, you know, I don't know, illegible signatures sometimes, or like all made right. up stories of like, oh, remember a summer when we spent all that time together? And then people were like, I felt bad that I couldn't remember, so <laughs> I came here. Oh, we that like, sounds yeah. like me. <laughs> I would be pulled into this. Also an island. Okay. <laughs> I would have gone. You're right. See? I would have been stupid. I would be dead. So. um, So, yeah. He's doing his old monologue. He's got a rope with a noose at the end of it. <laughs> um, Vera definitely had multiple chances to get the gun because, like, oh, he his weapon was a rope. And so, like, uh-huh. you could run and get the gun and shoot him before he gets to you. Or at least try. Like, just try. You know. She got the gun away from what's his nuts. Right. And the judge never went and picked the gun up. Like, no. he could have walked over and picked the gun up just for insurance, she got you it, know? She got it away from someone who was pointing a gun at her, and she couldn't go get a gun that was sitting on the floor. Well, you know, she's been so much stressed. Eight people have died, and she shot someone. It's just a lot. She yeah, That would suck to realize you sh- shot the wrong person. <laughs> You're like, oh, crap. No, I actually did murder somebody. <laughs> oh, but surprise ending. Philip's not dead. Uh, he grabs the gun, shoots the judge, and the judge dies in the chair he faked his own death in earlier. 
Mm, also, sweet irony. His that actor, I that actor, actor, that actor. I felt like he did a really good job with his for his age and everything. The what he did for that death scene was very impressive to me because he like old people can't act. No, but I'm saying they need to be a little more careful with their bones. And he just, you know, threw himself into that chair oh, after yeah, he, he was shot. <laughs> no, I thought he did really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was very good. So, and then I absolutely hated this, and it's not the actor's fault. It's the line he the was ending? given. But oh. he was like, oh, but Vera, there's another ending to that poem. One little soldier boy. What? I don't even remember what he said. It's, I don't know. I don't know either because it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Something about changing it to like one little soldier boy left all alone. Except we get married. And there's the son. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was like, like not, it was not even, it like didn't even rhyme. It like didn't even, no. like, it was just like one little soldier boy is left and then we get married. And then it like ended and it was the longest time before the blackout happened. Yeah. They just like, were they hugging? I don't remember. But I, Yeah, they I were was... hugging. They all had face masks on, didn't they? Mm. Like yeah, the like the shields. shields. I was like hardcore cringing. That was like, blackout, what are you doing? Blackout, hurry. <laughs> it was just, he said that line and I was like, oh, is that how we're ending it? Yeah, it was kind of a, like... A whimper, you know, and again, like not ending the on a actor. whimper, not a bang. No, that's it's just not the way, way he delivered it or anything. It was just the line he was given. Yeah, and, and it I was I, like the show was like so strong up until that point too, and just the yeah. way it ended, it was like, oh, okay, not a fan of that. I I also just think like not that this is a particularly realistic situation, of course. But, like, after all that trauma, I really don't think the first thing on your mind is going to be, hey, do you want to marry me? I mean, she just fucking shot him. Uh, Yeah, but he's like, but you have horrible aim, my darling. (laughs) Isn't this a funny story? We'll tell our grandkids one day. All these people got murdered. (laughs) You remember that time that Grandma shot Grandpa? <laughs> oh, you know what happened? You know why I think the ending, or like they didn't black out, was because the boat, they had the noise of the boat in the background. Oh, and like the sunrise. Yeah, happening. coming. And they're like, oh, we're saved. I guess like, so. Like, how are you going to explain that? Because also, do you know what they did with the corpses? You do, because you watch the show. <laughs> Audience, if you don't know, they just stuck them in a room. Mm-hmm. Except for the doctors, obviously, because he was he's in the sea. But yeah, all the corpses—they just—they just put them in a room. <laughs> what is that explanation going to be? I have no there's idea. There's two people left, and everyone else is dead, and there's no witnesses except for the two people. <laughs> and I wonder where that recording was. Again, the recording doesn't prove who it was, though, because there's no—I mean, yeah—you couldn't tell voice-wise who did that. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like the whole point of the recording was to make them see they were now being tried for their murders mm-hmm. and to reveal that Davis or whoever wasn't who he said he was. Uh-huh. Because they use his actual name. Blore. Yeah. That's a terrible name. Which I... I'm sorry. 
as many times as he said his name Davis, I didn't catch that they didn't say Davis in the recording. Like, oh yeah, I caught that. I didn't. I remember immediately, and of course, I was like, "Well, it's not, it's not Kristoff's character because <laughs> they're gonna be, they're gonna like go through that chain of suspicion so fast because he's like the first, but he wasn't named, you know." Oh well, yeah. As soon as so like, like, oh okay, well I know I've checked one person off the list of suspects. Like, <laughs> but then I started to second guess myself when he made it to the last three. Uh huh. I was like. Maybe he's a bad cop. I don't know. Well, there are a handful out there. I'm trying to find... I was trying to find the, the last line in the play, mm-hmm. and I think I ruined the ending of the book for myself. <laughs> I won't Aww, tell you. Bummer. I was going to suggest we read it. I mean, I'll still read it. If, it. if it's a while, maybe I'll forget. Now that I'm looking through some of this stuff... Um, Mm-hmm. I see why he says like there's a there's a different ending, you know. It's kind of like oh, a, uh-huh. a nod to the other stories. Oh, yeah. Like probably the original ending. Yeah, cuz like you said your friend said it doesn't yeah. end the same way. And so he's saying like I wonder if it's not a happy ending. Cuz that that's was my thing like I think just from the tone of the show also the ending mm-hmm. was strange because it was like Oh wait, they they just they just get to like ride off into the sunset together after all that. Like that is traumatic. That is some shit they just went through. Like you don't go back to a normal life after that, you know? Yeah, you definitely need some therapy. Y- yeah, you do. And of course it was the 30s, so I'm assuming there wasn't a lot of options. So it's just like, okay, well, this is what happened, so Well, I feel like we've talked about the show overall. Um, with sprinkles of the particular production we watched, but I feel like we need to talk about a little bit about, like, the, the Theater Lawrence production. Oh, yeah, of course. Specifically. The play, I mean, personally, like, the play as a whole, I really liked the play. Yeah. I really, it was a really enjoyable watch, for the most part. Um, but, like, this particular production, I thought the set was amazing. Mm-hmm. And the costumes were pretty good for most of the people. There were some costumes where I was like, that doesn't quite fit that time period. I don't think it was a little loud. It's getting so, some, some like 80s vibes from it, but yeah, that's okay. I'm not super familiar with the 1930s fashion, though, mm-hmm. so I really couldn't tell you. I just don't think you saw like hot pink a lot. That's all. It wasn't a common color. I don't... I just... I don't know. Listen, I didn't live back then, so I guess I shouldn't say. I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not familiar with with it. So I mean, I could see when you said before, like, you're getting 80s um, influence. I could definitely, or vibes. I could see that for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, but... Honestly, most of the costumes were really good. The set was beautiful. Yeah. The lighting was nice. The props were good. But, like, the standout for me was the sound design. Like, the sound escape of the whole That's thing. That's so funny, because I was just about to say, I really liked the sound that they See? did. <laughs> but I, it was just, like, you had the sounds of the ocean yep. and... Birds. Birds and... and yeah, I mean, like, the it was just, you were transported. Like, it was such a great tool to transport you to that place. Um, 
I just thought it was so well done. And I mean, I'm sure you noticed, like, when they would, like, open the balcony doors, yep. like, the sound of the ocean would get louder <laughs> and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they did a good job with that. They really did. I was... And no mics ever cut out, which I feel like, I'm, I'm sorry, but community theater sound is rough a lot of the time, and mics cut out a lot, so. Yeah, I mean, it just happens. It was happens just really and, nice. Mm-hmm. Like, who was the sound designer? I'm going to give them props. <laughs> Let's see if they'll do um, our show. Bob Newton and Glenn Prescott. Oh, sound operators, yeah. Good job, y'all. It was so. really good. That was, I, that was probably the part that really stood out to me the most. I thought it was lovely, so. They did a great job with that. Yep. Any thoughts on the this production of the show for you? Um, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised at how many I guess it's because it's a small cast, so it feels like there's a lot of new people to Theater Lawrence. Mm -hmm. I mean to be fair, the cast is one, two, three, four, five, (laughs) six, seven, eight, nine. The cast is ten people. I should have been able to do that with how many people <laughs> Um And there were three new people to Theater Lawrence, so. Yeah, that's a good ratio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't recognize too many people. I recognized your friend, obviously, because he'd been in other Theater Lawrence shows, and I've mm-hmm. seen him in the shows he's been in with you. Mm-hmm. Um... But some of the other people I had... I feel like I recognized Mrs. Rogers from something. Maybe Music Man. Mm-hmm. I think she I think she might have been Marion's mom. Ah, okay. I could see her in that role easily. Yeah. But the other people I, uh, I couldn't recognize. That doesn't mean... I mean, they've been in other stuff, but, you know. A lot of the shows I've been seeing from Theodore Lawrence recently have been virtually so all right it's not quite the same they do like multiple camera angles when they do that or is it just like here's a camera on the stage um it's usually a couple oh that's nice yeah that's high tech so but i enjoyed it yeah i did too i was really glad i got the chance to see it definitely don't regret it and now i want to read the book and probably Mm -hmm. watch a movie version yeah, and I feel like a lot of the actors did really well. Yeah. Um, I feel like... At this, and this is not Theater Lawrence. This is, like, all community theater, I feel like. There needs to be a discussion beforehand <laughs> about, like, no. can you do an accent for the entire show or no? Yep. And if you can't, then you just won't do it. But if you can, then you can do it. You know, I feel like that wouldn't throw me off as much as people losing accents. Yeah, or changing. Yeah. So. I agree with you. But we had a couple people on the show who were able to hold it the entire time. Go, Kristoff. So. There's That's one my of friend. them. <laughs> He's good. He's always just been really good at throwing himself into characters and going all out and doing it. He even had these like. He's really good at, like, the between his lines moments where he's still in character and, like, reacting to stuff or even his, like, fidgety things he was doing. The lighter. Yeah. Just, that was a big one. Just, like, and I mean, I don't know, maybe he was told to do that, but I have the feeling it was just a choice, you know? Huh. Who knows? But, like, I just feel like he's good at that kind of stuff. 
I mean, we could ask him. Christoph, is this your choice? Um, yeah, I felt like I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to name anybody, but yeah, I really felt like the whole cast was strong except for one particular actor, and it's hard too because I feel like the other actors were actually just so good at making their characters really distinct and unique mm-hmm. and lively and fleshed out that this one person just really didn't do that mm-hmm. and probably in another setting their performance would have been fine you yeah. know but like but with amongst all these other actors yeah. it's the nick jonas problem the nick jonas and the Les nick problem. jonas of, <laughs> the nick jonas none. effect where you're surrounded by <sighs> professionals with lots of training and therefore you stick out even though you're decent there that's it that's it. That's the whole all thing. I have to say. I mean, I would be suffering from the Nick Jonas effect if you put me on a Broadway stage, so. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, I I thought it was great. So, no regrets. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Sweet. So, <laughs> I guess uh, that's all we got for And a, Then There Were None. Do you have a rating? Oh, Oh, Since for the you show? love to rate on this podcast. I do. I love to rate things. Am I rating this show or am I rating this particular production of the show? This particular. I mean, it's all you know. You know? I guess so. I just, I meant like story versus. Sorry, oh. I just thought of one thing <laughs> I wanted to talk about. And I wanted oh. to ask you this because oh, you no. were sitting in a different part. Oh, okay. So, obviously, in the beginning, when the first person dies, you see the first soldier fall. So, there's, yes. like, the ten little soldiers underneath the poem that's above the fireplace. Right? And they're on the mantle. They're on the mantle. You see the first one fall off, and that's, like, the big clue of what's going to be happening. And then they just start to, like, disappear mm-hmm. throughout. And my dad and I became really fixated on watching it. Yeah. And it got to a point, I think there were like five, mm-hmm. and from where we were sitting, it looked like four, but I could see one, and I could see my dad going like back and forth in his seat, and I was like, there's five. Trying to find it disappear. <laughs> like, stop doing that, dad. There are people around you wanting to watch the show. There's five, I promise. But yeah, we were trying to find when it disappeared, and then I think, I guess I don't remember whose death it was. Maybe it was Kristoff's, or um, Bloor. Um, one just fell off the mantle mm. and no one was around. And I was like, okay, well that must be some kind of engineering to make mm-hmm. it just like fall off. Mm-hmm. Cause I saw it do that. But then my dad was like, when did that happen? And I was like, I just, it just fell. I like saw it. I, it just fell. No one touched it. But like what happened to all the other ones? Cause they didn't all just fall off the mantle. I think. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I thought they did a really good job making that happen. So you didn't see anyone, no, like... No, I didn't, unfortunately. I'll have to ask my mom how she pulled that off Yeah, when she did it at high schools. But I, I mean, I have a theory that, like, you know, the fireplace is just a set piece, right? So, like, somebody could be in the back and, like, drop one through real fast. Could be, like, holes where they were sitting. And then to knock it over, you just pop it, you know, from underneath with your finger. That's true. Like, I just would like to think that I would have noticed one just, like, falling through the fireplace, you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Like, I, <laughs> you, one would think. 
I did get to a point where I was like watching that more than I was watching the show because I was like, <laughs> I just want to see how it happens. Honestly, fair. And then I saw the Very one fair. just fall and I was like, it just fell. No one was even near it. Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening? Well, honestly, it's that's a testament to both the set designers yeah. and the actors for keeping us distracted enough to not see it if it did happen. You know, right. if it was a, you know, drop through or something. Mm-hmm. So. But, okay, that Pretty was cool. really the last thing I wanted to That was about. a cool element. I'm kind of glad you brought that up. I forgot. Yeah, it was very <laughs> but cool. But no, I, I never noticed. And sometimes one would disappear before anyone died, and so it would be like, oh my god, someone's about to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it would happen after someone died, so... I know, and then, like, all the actors would be, like, they would discover there are only four left, and the whole audience would be like, oh, shit. I know, everyone was like, there are only four left. When did that happen? You know, nobody noticed. Who is not here? Where are they? They're dead. Bummer. Why did everyone just stay in the... That was just my big thing. Yeah, just Why did anyone ever get to leave ever after... Yeah. We decided someone was the killer. It's like, okay, we're someone just, in the room. We're just gonna sit here. What happens when we have to pee? Go in the corner. Oh. All right, go get murdered, Tressa. How badly do you need to pee? Well, with me, it's like usually pretty badly once every couple hours. So, um, empty one of the liquor bottles and then go in the corner. All right. I mean, easier for a guy, but yeah, it's really not fair. That's probably why there were only three girls. <laughs> anyway, what anyway. a strange thing to end on, but I think we should just uh, call it there. Yep, let's talk about our team. Okay, okay, to recap, I had the decaf naughty vicar from uh, the London Tea Room in St. Louis. I don't say that for this time, but that's okay. So, um, yeah, it was... It's, is good. Um, it did dry out my mouth quite a bit, but I think I already kind of went into it dehydrated today. Um, so I think I gave it a higher rating last time. The flavor Uh-oh. wasn't, I know, the flavor just wasn't quite as pungent, but I didn't, I also didn't let it, um, steep <laughs> technically the whole four minutes because I was afraid it was going to be bitter. Right. So I'm going to give it a seven today. Seven. Yeah. Still yummy, and it still smells super good, so. So there you go. Um, I had the organic gunpowder green. Uh-oh. And look, it's made me sleepy. And we're struggling. It's definitely not because of the time. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost did. I have about a fourth left. So, I liked it. Um, good. I mean, okay, just like full disclosure, <laughs> I had some wine before this podcast. <gasps> Not and Taylor. Then, <laughs> um, and then we were drinking the tea, and then I stopped drinking it so long ago that I've kind of forgotten what the flavor tasted like, to be <laughs> totally fair. Well, oh, all right. But it was just a very mild green tea. Okay. I mean, I liked it. I would drink. I would have had the whole cup if it had stayed warm. So, if okay. you like green tea, you'd probably like it. I'll have to try it. What a review. I guess if you like what it is, then you should try it. 
<laughs> okay, well, what's your official rating? Um, I'll give it a seven. Okay. Look at us. Sevens. <laughs> All right. Oh, Lord. We're tired. Yeah. So, you can find us at Not Amused Podcast <laughs> on Instagram, where we post every other Wednesday and Sunday and sometimes we sprinkle some little throwback Thursdays in there um and then if you want to email us you can anonymouspodcast at gmail.com with whatever (laughs) (laughs) questions ideas I don't care at this point have you seen and then there were none did you know who was going to do it? Yeah. Also, if you know the ending to the original book, don't send that to us. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Alright, anyway, please rate, review, and subscribe on your respective podcast channels. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thanks All right. for listening. Thanks.